Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yo, what is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined, as always, with Dan Garcia. And another week of Angels baseball is starting to wrap it up here. And as uh, the weeks go by, uh, we're getting closer to the end of the season. But uh, we're getting we're getting some games in here where the Angels are showcasing, you know, some of their younger talent. We, we talked about in the last podcast. And, you know, we got some news regarding uh, Shohei Otani. But Otani with the bat has been uh, kind of heating it up, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, as we record right now, it's it's Friday afternoon, uh, Friday evening, sorry, but a little later than normal. But yeah, as we were talking right now, um, Otani's already hit a home run in the Chicago game, but uh, so far, he hasn't been involved in any kind of news, has he? Oh, I wouldn't. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, nothing we don't already know. It's it's old news if it is news. But yeah. anyway, well, let's get into it right away with uh, the weekend review in Angels Baseball. Uh we do the week in review from podcast to podcast. So last week as we recorded the Angels, we're starting a series with the Houston Astros. And, you know, when you face the Astros, a team like the Astros, you almost, you know, you expect the worst when you play a team like that, right? Because they're just so good. Yeah, and especially I was talking to Chris a couple of days ago about, you know, what to look forward to. And kind of going back to what we talked about last week, what to look forward to um, when the Angels aren't performing as well as the people hoped and they're not really in contention. My whole thing was, I enjoy kind of them being almost a spoiler to a lot of these teams and Houston being one of them. Houston has to now really um, compete because otherwise the A's are going to, you know, catch them at the end. And and no one, no matter how good you think your team is, no one wants to be stuck in that one game wildcard playoff because something crazy happened and now you're out of it, even though you might have been in first place in your division the whole year. Um, So watching the Angels kind of be spoiler in in some ways is is always kind of fun. Yeah, that's, you know, not only just looking at the prospects and the young younger guys and guys you don't normally see, but yeah, playing a spoiler role is always is always. I mean, gives you a motivation to hey, let's knock these guys out. You know, the world and, and especially a team like that, so the world champions. You know, defending world champions. So Thursday they started the series as we uh, we recorded Thursday from San Manuel Stadium. Um, I watched replays of this game. I didn't watch it because we weren't at San Manuel. But uh, Heaney pitched six innings, gave up five hits, one walk, six Ks. The Astros scored two runs in the ninth to break the shutout. Other than that, the Angels were kind of cruising into the ninth inning, winning yeah. five to nothing. Yeah, and especially going against a pitcher like Verlander, where he has the reputation to just kind of dominate the Angels um, this season and uh, seasons past. But the fact that you're able to get to him for for uh, the victory, you know, like you said, uh, Haney having six innings pitch did really well. Simmons three big um, RBIs in this game. Um, you know, like I said, it's always fun to play spoiler when when they're placing the Astros and they're only you know a handful of games up on and uh, the Oakland A's. Um, if you can kind of spoil it a little bit or make it more interesting, that's always fun. Yeah, Verlander, we've actually touched him up in the last two starts against us. Prior to that, I mean, Verlander was you know Cy getting, Young against the Angels. He might be getting old. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, so the Angels won five to two. Needless to say, and. Uh, Moving in a Friday's game, you know the Angels shut out the the they pretty had they had them shut out to the ninth, and on Friday's game, the Angels actually did shut out the Astros, winning three to nothing behind Jaime Berea, six innings, three hits, a walk, and four strikeouts. In this game, you know uh, Simmons had a big two run home two run home run, and then the blow the bullpen came in, closed the door. What I take from this game was that situation where Buttery was in the game, and just quickly got runners on second and third with no outs. 
I think they uh, he walked one guy. The bases were loaded with no outs, and somehow weaseled his way out of there. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say weaseled. He pitched definitely his a, way out of there. Definitely a tightrope. Definitely a tightrope. Um, no run scored. No run scored. Which kind of going into the season for the Angels have always somehow got that situation. Um, when they have the bases loaded, no outs, they don't score any. But when they have <laughs> yeah. bases loaded and they're on the defensive side, oh, oh, they man. score at least like three in that inning. So yeah. um, it's always good to kind of see that fortune uh, maybe turn, even for, for a game, turn yeah. the other way. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the Angels have been getting beat a lot with little bloopers here and there. and The just broken sort of, bat uh, single yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, CNI single. And in, and in this situation, man, it was good to see that Buttry was able to Pitch his way out of it. Made some great pitch. He struck out Altuve, and it was a, a big, heart. That was the, a big. That was uh, that was the yeah. thing that the one that really stood out to me was the fact that um, he was Altuve, and it was Correa, uh, Correa, and it was fastballs. Yeah. And those guys normally uh, are really good at timing those things up and and putting them in the seats or putting them in the gaps. So you know to take a positive away from that it was that Buttry showed. That he has the uh, the the wherewithal to know what he has to throw in situations like that. Very young guy, um, I, I I was very impressed with him getting out of that one. So not only with the victory, the Angels won three nothing, but Buttry pitched well there at the end. Uh, so then the Angels are up two two zero in the series, uh, moving into Saturday, and you know the Angels lost this one seven and three. But the deal with this one was Pena pitched great. He pitched seven innings, gave up five hits, one earned run, three strikeouts. The Angels jumped ahead early. Three nothing on a three run home run by Cole Calhoun, but those that was all the scoring the Angels could could muster up in the day. You know the Angels were up three two in the eighth, and then just the Astros just opened the floodgates in the eighth inning there. Yeah, a big five run inning for the Astros in the bottom of the eighth, like you said. Um, other things that come out of here was also the Upton kind of minor collision with Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, Simmons going back, Upton coming coming forward. Uh, Upton was diagnosed with a concussion, and he had been out. I mean, since the, that Saturday game, he had not uh, played for the Angels until tonight, Until Friday tonight, night, yeah. and he's back in the lineup. So, um, you know, maybe if that game, maybe if he's in that game a little bit longer, maybe they're able to get some more offense and, you know, maybe he's a little bit closer. But, yeah, uh, you hate to spoil the start like that, that Pena gave you with uh, seven strong innings and, and, and the lead when he leaves and not able to, the bullpen not able to hold it. Talking about Pena, and it's something I, I just kind of it came to me the other day, or actually when I was going through the notes, was Pena, when he came to us, was a, a long reliever. I think he's turned himself into he's a, a JC, solid he's, starter, right? He's, he's the JC of this year where he comes in for one role, and because of the injuries and because of the circumstances, is put into a whole different situation, different role, and actually does a lot better than most people mm-hmm. expected coming, coming into the season at all. You know, you have him, you have JC, almost the exact same storyline right. um, from last year. Now with JC coming back next year from Tommy John surgery and now Pena um, starting tonight and, and so far doing pretty well. Um, you know, now what do you do with those kind of guys, those fringe guys to where mm-hmm. they can be the four fifth starter, but they also can give you some length out of the bullpen. I mean, we'll get into it later with the Otani injury, but, you know, what the rotation could look like next year. But, yeah, definitely a, definitely a, a pleasant surprise this year. Yeah. Him being that being the J.C. role of this year. Maybe the Angels will have a reputation now of having these long guys come in one every year and and um, can yeah. turn into a starter and actually really be decent. I mean, his record is one and four coming into this but, game, but yeah. a lot of that is um, not really good run support. Right. You know, one of them was this a game where it just got away from him for one, and that blew up his ERA, and it's up above four now. But um, if you look at you know, maybe the last couple of games, they've looked oh, yeah. he looked really really well. Yeah, really, really I would say the last like three to four starts, he's given up six plus innings. I think in the last podcast, I said. Oh, this is probably the best game he's ever pitched. But no, now I think this game was the best game he's ever pitched to go in, you know, to give you seven innings. Yeah, and it seems like he's he, he's he's getting stretched out more and more as yeah. the season goes. They were never going to rush him to be like, okay, now you're starter, throw six innings. Now they took yeah. their time. First it was maybe like five innings. Now you know five and two thirds. Now right. then it was eighty pitches. Now it's kind of like, okay, you got seven strong innings. Um, we're good. That's that's what we need out of a pitcher, right. regardless of who the pitcher is. You get yeah. seven innings like that. Anybody, um, you'll take that every time. Absolutely. So big ups to Pena. Too bad he couldn't get the win. So Angels lost. Seven to three. Moving into Sunday, it was Shohei. It was Otani Sunday again for the, the first returns. time. First time since June, I think sixth it was that Otani took the mound. He only pitched two and a thirds. He looked decent. Velocity was down. Two hits, two and runs on a home run by Springer in the in the third. It kind of took him out, but 
You know, I don't think the Angels were really looking for Otani to go lengthwise as far as innings. He was on a pitch count. And um, two and a thirds, I mean, two runs. Uh, we'll talk about what happened later. But Springer hit the two-run home run there in the third. They tacked on two more runs, and the Angels just, you know, uh, couldn't score any more runs after that and split the series with the Astros. I guess you can take that. Yeah, I mean, definitely any kind of split with the Astros, especially on the road, you'll take it. It's like the old adage, you want to um, be 500 on the road and you know, yeah. win three out of four on, at home, and then yeah. you'll be fine. So um, with that in mind, yeah, you'll take a split against a, a national team, like we said earlier, has something to play for. They're not just throwing out their minor league dudes out there to get reps. Like They, right. need, they need to, to win. win these games, and they need to continue. Um, they're leading the division, or else they'll be – caught in that one game playoffs and and no one ever knows how that's going to be but yeah um otani started you know the first two innings everything was fine looked great and then for whatever reason the third inning we found out later why but yeah um the first red flag i guess you want to say was his velocity on his fastball dipped to um high 80s low 90s i mean the yeah. low was 89 and the high was 91 so automatically uh red flag came up so um again we'll get to that in a bit when we go to news when we finish off the week but yeah that was the big story coming out of sunday <laughs> so after sunday the return of shohei otani Monday, we started a series against the Rangers, and it was the return of Matt Shoemaker. Like, I was so – it was so good to see him out there on the mound uh, on TV. I was like, oh, man, you know, we, God, I wish we could have had him all season long. He pitched great, in my opinion. Five innings pitched, two hits, no earned runs, one walk, three Ks. He pitched well. Long way to return. Um, you know, the Angels – it was a scoreless game until seven, so he didn't get the win. Uh, Ward hit a two-run home run, and all three runs were scored in the seventh. But like I said, biggest thing to come out of this was Shoemaker pitching well. Yeah, Shoemaker pitching well, and then kind of like what they're doing with Otani. They're going to keep him on a pitch count. So like you said, he was at uh, five innings but only 62 uh, pitches. So um, I think 60 was around that that line where they wanted to have him at. But uh, pitched very well, came out, performed um, I guess no news in this situation is good news. You, you, yeah. haven't, you haven't heard anything Nothing. about a recurrence of injury, mm-hmm. any kind of tightness, anything kind of like that. So um, we'll see when his next start is. But uh, for everything I'm seeing and reading, I mean, I, 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 I'm really happy to see him on the mound. He's always he's never been the Angels' most flashy. I mean, in recent history, flashy right. player. Like I think that goes to Richards, where when he's yeah, yeah, on, yeah. he's like, yeah. "Wow, how do you hit this guy?" Right. But he's definitely been. Um, I think the most consistent pitcher maybe within the last like three or four years of the mm-hmm. Angels just because you kind of know what he's going to get. Sometimes that will give you enough to win a game, and sometimes right. that doesn't. But you're, you you mostly are not going to be surprised one way or the other, not like some of the other guys where yeah. one game they're striking out 12 and the next game they're giving up 12. So right. um, they get a steady kind of pitcher in there into rotation where you can depend on it and going forward if, you know, Hopefully he's able to stay healthy and play with the Angels next year. It can be you know a, a veteran presence and, and kind of solidify um, that rotation. Definitely not a one or two guy. Well, the back end of the yeah, rotation if, for if sure. If you put him in at a four. Um, solid four. Yeah, solid four. He could be a solid four, a really great five, but I think he's probably fitting that four spot best. Um, but if he could be that guy, he, he, he will, Angels will definitely take that every time. Man, he is the kind of guy, like you said, he's not flashy. He just gets the job done. When he's on, he's getting ground balls. He's getting fly ball, pitch to contact kind of guy. He's not going to strike out 12 to 15 guys in a game. Um, he's just a guy that goes out there and wins games. And it's just been real frustrating to see him not being able to be out there. And I'm sure he, you know, like you say, you had that interview with you. You know, it's him just being out there helping the team win. And this him pitching well here at the end of the season only, only like, Builds his confidence for next year going into spring training and definitely being, you know, a a big horse at the tail end of that rotation for the Angels. And we'll see what the Angels do uh, this offseason regarding the the pitching staff or even just the rotation. Um, All right. So they won on Monday, but they lost on Tuesday, four to two. Heaney pitched six innings, gave up seven hits, uh, four in runs, one walk, five strikeouts. I think it was just a few mistakes by Heaney that cost the Angels this game, and those were the home runs to Beltre and, and Andrews because only four runs were scored. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about um, some of those guys, especially the guys that you named. Um, you make any kind of mistake, they, I mean, Beltre, probably a future Hall of Famer. He's he's still well enough to where he, he can make that mistake, a, a home run and in, in a, in a, in a snap. So, um, you know, it sucks that they didn't get the win, but 
six innings pitch, four earned runs is kind of the high side, but um, you know, not terrible, not terrible. No, just a couple of mistakes, right? It and then you get a little runs. more, maybe a little more run support, and it's a whole yeah. different story. Yeah, um, Otani with the home run helped out in that situation, but not enough, only scoring two runs. Yeah, the home run was Otani's first career home run off a lefty, his sixteenth right. of the season. Well, and I think we we talked about this. Last week with Albert going out, now with him being pretty much now the full time DH, he's going to have more opportunities mm-hmm. to hit lefties, and so he's only going to be able to feel more comfortable uh, hitting lefties. So um, I, w- I wouldn't say he's going to be able to hit lefties like he hits righties, but you you will probably end up seeing uh, a steady increase in his average mm-hmm. and his power numbers against lefties from now to the end of the year. Yeah, so the Angels lost four to two, but some positives to take away from that one. Final game of the series was uh, Wednesday. Uh, the Angels won 9-3 behind Jaime Barrios. Five innings, two hits, no one runs, three walks, five strikeouts. Angels jumped ahead early, and they didn't look back. Uh, and Simmons' home run. That, big that, sexy. That, that was a Simmons' home run, too, was a big uh, factor in that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, because nothing – Otani didn't have anything going on that Yeah, game. no, I think uh, the whole talk of the town was uh, Simmons. No, um Wednesday, uh, we'll, we'll get into it right now. Hold on. Uh, I want to talk about Berea. People were on social media. You know, we, we're on social media at, you know, at Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram and then our Halo Haven uh, Facebook page. But I was looking on there, a lot of people, and it's so quick to blame Sosha. Look, I'm as irritated with Sosha as everybody else, but I'm not quick to blame him for everything. But why are you taking on Berea after five innings pitch, people? Yeah. They're taking him out because he's 22 years old. He's never pitched this long. Games are pretty much meaningless against a team like the Rangers. Uh, why ha- stretch him out there longer? Uh, we've seen the string of injuries to the Arnett pitchers. We've seen the string of, uh, you know, Tommy John surgery. Uh, it's why risk Jaime Berea getting hurt now in a game this late in the season? He pitched his five innings. He was uh, high up. I don't know what exactly his pitch count was. I think it was about 80-something. Uh, but... Why Why keep him out there? Why people get upset over that? It just kind of boggles my mind a little bit. No, I think – no, you're absolutely right. There's no reason to have him out there, especially for um, – yeah, you would love to see him out there pitch nine innings and yeah, go but, the distance. But you, when you really got to look at the um, the long view of when it comes to stuff like this, like you can't um, – get caught up in and well why not this why not that but yeah Bre- uh, Jaime has done great um you know like you said he's he's a kid with 10 wins yeah, on an angel team that wasn't really sure where he was going to fit in the rotation no, at the beginning of the no. year just because of the fact that um you had the Otani and you had um you know uh the six man rotation and all mm-hmm. that stuff but i mean he leaves and the angels are up 6-0 yeah, um, why, there's why, no need no. for him to extend further if 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 he doesn't need to. No. If if they feel comfortable with what he did, then great. He was at 79 pitches, so it wasn't like he was at a, a, a an efficient uh, you know 58 pitches or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, it's so. a whole different story. But um, yeah, Berea's 22 years old. He's only getting better. He's a bright spot. He's a guy that we can probably look at being maybe a number three starter next season. Maybe even if you put him down there at the five spot. God, he leads the team and wins, I believe, with ten. Uh, so no, no reason to keep him out there. Berea pitched well. So Angels won the series against the Rangers. But the big news, and we'll move into our next segment with the news here. Uh, Wednesday it broke. Shohei Otani. Uh, was told by doctors that Tommy John surgery will be needed to repair the UCL in his elbow. People, uh, and I'll read the email that we got from, it was funny because I had just finished telling you this. Um, read the email from Duncan Healy, one of our loyal listeners and a frequent emailer to the show. He said, okay, why is everyone acting like this Otani thing is the end of the world? Please, Johnny, Daniel, and Chris, be the voices of reason on this situation and relax everyone down, please. Halo's fans acting like it's the end of the world. It's starting to really irritate me. Good job as always, guys. Um, here's my two cents on it, Daniel, with the whole Otani thing. We knew coming into the beginning of the season that there was some damage to his UCL. There was no question there. Um, but we were told he can still pitch. He's, you know, there was some damage. He did, he did the proper steps, steps that other players have done. And to, it's worked. And it's worked. Okay, so he came out, he pitched a few games, he pitched about 50 innings this season, and then he got hurt. Right. And then, so, you know, there was some damage, but they're going to take the, the other road, the other way to fix it, right? They didn't, he didn't want to do Tommy John right away. And, well, come to find out, we have, you know, a damaged UCL in his elbow. All right, we get it. 
all the all the warnings were there for us. We all knew about it. It wasn't a surprise. I mean, when I when they told when they said, "Oh, Tommy John surgery is needed," it didn't surprise me. It didn't upset me because I look at it this way. He pitched 50-some-odd innings this season. We still don't even know what we're going to get from Otani as a pitcher. We've gotten glimpses of it, and this is what I'll refer it to, man. This is, this is, this is my uh, metaphor for this. I think it's called a metaphor. You know, I'm not that bright. I but, think so, too. But Just check this out. It. Here it is. It's like having a crush on a girl, right, when you were, like, maybe in high, say in high school. Okay. You had a crush on a girl, right? And you maybe had a few interactions with her, and she was cool. But you were always such a nerd that you did, you couldn't say hi. You couldn't ask her out. You got glimpses of her being cool with you, but you never got to ask her out. And then she moved away. Right? That's what it is with Otani. Like, we it's, saw him pitch a few it's times. It's like you were there. I know, right? <laughs> uh, we saw Otani pitch a few times, but we haven't seen him for a full season. We We don't. We never had full Otani pitching-wise. We know who he is as a hitter because, God, man, he is. Okay, great. In which I didn't expect much from, to be honest Especially with you. Especially with the spring training right. we had, yep. But we didn't know what we had in Otani. We knew from what we'd seen in Japan, but it doesn't always translate to the United States. It doesn't always translate to the MLB. So why were people acting like this was the end of the world? Like people were all in, like, we will see him in 2020, blah, 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 blah. And just so negative about everything. I think people are just frustrated with the situation with the Angels right now. Everyone expected them to be in the playoffs. You know, um... I get that, but at the same time, people need to kind of cool their jets a little bit and look at the big picture and say, look, this is what happened. It's no surprise. We all knew that he had some damage in his elbow, so we shouldn't be acting like this is a major, like, you know, hit. You know, it, it is what it is. It happened. He tried to work through it. It didn't happen. At least he, now he's batting and, and, and crushing the ball. So yeah. that's my two cents on the pitching side of the yeah, whole kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obvious that he's not – he is true. He's not going to be able to pitch. Well, if he has it, I mean – so as we stand right now, Otani has not yet determined whether or not he's going to have Tommy John surgery. It has been recommended by the Angels organization that he gets it. Um, and kind of, again, on social media and through Angel fans, it's kind of crazy to think that people can come up and be like, Angels need to make him do it. Like, no, the Angels can't make Otani or any of their players have any kind of surgery if they don't mutually agree upon it. It's, it's you know, I don't think it's legal. Um, so again, Otani is still undecided whether or not he's going to have Tommy John surgery. Um, in the meantime, he had come out and said he is going to finish the season as a DH batting. Um, whether or not he gets the surgery now or at the end of the year, um, it kind of doesn't matter timetable wise. It's kind of all the same at that point. Um, so what we're looking at as the Angels organization is looking at, he gets Tommy John surgery at the end of this month when the season concludes. Moving into 2019, he is still would be eligible, not eligible, but, um, able yeah able healthy enough to dh um for the year for the majority year now whether or not he comes at opening day or whether they wait maybe an extra month and he comes at the um, end of april beginning of uh, may is a whole nother story but he would be able to dh for the majority of the 2019 so jeff passons from i think he's from mlb.com put out a tweet uh, I believe right around the time this all this news broke on the 6th, so actually Thursday, um, saying that he got interviewed by or he got um, talked to doctors and he concluded that or the, between the doctors said that there's no further damage that Otani can suffer, you know, batting now and then at the end of the year. And also saying that theoretically, if everything goes to plan again, surgeries are all different and they can all go different ways. Right. Um, but he would be able to return at a normal timetable right. um, for, for 2019 as a DH. Um, there's even video out there of our buddy Jeff Fletcher of the uh, OC, Register. OC Register found, did some digging, um, found a video that Glaber Torres, uh, I believe he's a rookie for the Yankees, mm-hmm. um, taking BP four months, not BP, but t- hitting in a cage four months after Tommy John's surgery on his on his uh, elbow. Now, granted, it's four months, and he's not exactly ripping the ball, but he's still able to swing the ball. He's still able to make solid contact in a cage. So if you stretch it out to six, seven months, that's right around what we were talking about, the end of, end of April, early May for Otani. So as yeah. of right now, that kind of seems like that's where it's going. They have not yet said for sure um, 
where Otani's going to be at next year, but I have a strong feeling that he'll probably get the Tommy John surgery at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. He will be a DH type of guy next year, and that leads into a whole other questions we can get to later about what they're going to do with Albert. Um, yeah, that that might be the nail in the coffin for Albert. It might be. It might be one of those things where they need to take him out to lunch. You know. Yeah. Um, you yep. know, uh, Epler. Um, you know. Artie, I don't. Whoever the new manager is, or even if it's social, I don't think they need to be involved. I think this no. needs, these needs to be one of those conversations from the higher ups and talk to them about what the situation is, and you know they can't afford to have. No, and I don't want to say that you know having Albert out helps the Angels, but I mean offensively, you kind of see wow. a more consistent. Um, you know, you see a little more consistency in the offense since Albert, uh, you know, has been injured and, and Otani's kind of wow. been the full time you, DH. You look at the, you know, the soundbite that you played last week on the show, and they talked about how uh, Albert's 600 at bats and you're getting 20 home runs and 60 RBIs with a 250 batting average. Well, you're looking at Otani, and I don't know what how many at bats he has this season, but it's not 600. Right. He's already at 19 home runs and 50 something RBIs. So who do you want to give those 600 at bats? to? Right. And you know? and you know you can get okay production out of it for you can get whatever the pr- production you can get out of Albert. You can get that in a, in your standard everyday cheap uh, first yeah. baseman. Like yeah. you don't need to break the bank, but if you you know, or you can go with your young guys too. Nice. Yeah. You, just, you, you never know how hot he's going to come off of spring training. Right. So, um, or like you said, pick up you pick up a free agent like a Logan Morrison type yeah. guy who you can get at a probably three million dollar contract for one season, and he can produce twenty home runs. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. and kind of going back to the whole Tony thing where we started, I, I don't think Angel fans need to freak out. He's not done. He's not. It's not over. Yeah, He's gonna have true. Tommy John surgery like any other guy, and I'm uh, sure if it comes to them and they say, hey, you know, him taking reps is hurting his rehab on his on his mm. on his pitching, they're gonna you know reevaluate it and might go a different way, but. The fact that people think that they have the answers right now, oh, they know everything, um, isn't going to work. I feel like I have my own little, um, uh, what would you call it? My own little. Uh, I feel like we're. I feel like the Angel fans. You ever see that movie where something happens and a dude's like freaking out about it, and mm-hmm. then their buddy comes over, grabs them, and slaps them, and tells yeah, them yeah, to yeah. calm the hell down. Yeah, I feel like we're the we're the friend <laughs> coming over to the Angel fan, grabbing him and slapping him, saying, "Okay, calm down. It's not as bad as you think it is." Like I feel like that's us. Like, hey. He's going to DH next year. Or, yeah. You, you know, I I would put 90% of it that he's going to DH next year at some capacity. Yeah. And that still is better than nothing because when this guy came in, he was a two-way guy. And, and all reports says that Otani still is wants to pursue the two-way player. Right. But the act like – People know, well, how is this going to affect his hitting or how is this going to affect this? We don't know because there hasn't been a player yeah. like this yeah. um, ever. Bottom, so, bottom of bottom line coming in, he was a question mark all the way around because no one's ever dealt with no. this, and, and the angels are are at all. are learning how to deal with it as they go along because there's no book. You know, you can say, okay, well, we got this 30 year old pitcher that came with blah blah blah. Yeah, you can look at previous um, experiences. And say, okay, this is probably what's going to happen yeah. with Otani and him being so young. You know as well as I do, you can't do things now that no. you, you could do at 23. Absolutely like, not. So he yeah. can heal probably a lot quicker than. Um, if this happened to a guy that was 29, 30 years old. Yeah. So, again, oh, another yeah. reason not to freak out about. And at the end of the day, more than the question marks, because we didn't know what we were getting from Otani. We really didn't. Was he going to translate to the MLB? Was he going to be as good here as he was over there? We didn't know. Okay. Bottom line, though, Daniel, minor league contract, under team control for six years, arbitration eligible for an after three the gamble is low. Like if he, even if he never comes back, and he just ends up not being great, what did the Angels lose? I, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's There's not nothing. like Albert, the Albert Pujols contract where it's thirty-four million a year for the next four years. Yeah, it's so, not that. Yeah. It's not that. Relax. Everybody needs to relax because I, the way I look at Otani was, well. Minor league, he's a minor league. He was a minor league contract. Let's see what he can do. And he's, to me, even with the pitching injury, he's overachieved. Look at the numbers he's put up as a hitter. I mean, it's insane. So people need to just relax and calm down. I think you know we've pretty much touched on everything we can on Otani, right? Yeah, now. I mean, again, it's it's a big wait and see kind of point. But as of right now, again, we're, we're recording this Friday uh, Friday evening. Um, Otani's still going to play the rest of the game. 
He's going to, um, you know, reevaluate at the end of the year whether or not he's going to get Tommy John surgery. It has been recommended by the Angels and their doctors. Now he has a choice to do it or, or find a different way of what he wants to do. But um, it seems pretty likely that he'll get Tommy John surgery. Just right. nothing, nothing's officially in the books yet. So that's, that's one, one part of it. One thing I did want to mention, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, I have a, a, a torn rotator cuff in my shoulder. So um, No need to brag. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but um, and and it's from I used to pitch through high school and in a college I pitched in college. Did you did you bat also? I I sucked. Okay, I, I thought I was pretty good, but not as good as everybody else. But okay. here's the deal: um, the wear and tear sucks, right? So this injury that I had, this rotator cuff, was from wear and tear from back in the day. But it also, you know, as I'm getting older, you know, I can't I can't do things like I used to, right? But I'm going to physical therapy. I I guess the strain wasn't as severe to where I needed the surgery, so I'm doing uh, physical therapy. I go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right after work, and I asked the doctor after on uh, on Wednesday um, after the Otani news. I asked him, okay, since he's a physical therapist and he deals with a lot of you know ligaments and, and tendons and stuff, I asked him, you know, Otani, what's the deal with the, what's the deal with the Tommy John surgery and 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 he's a big sports fan, actually. He actually wants to play on our vintage baseball team, which is pretty cool. But uh, so I asked him, and he goes, look, here's the deal. A pitching motion is so uncommon. It's not – our arms weren't meant to do that. Like, it's an uncommon um, motion. motion. For he's the all. body, yeah. And the fact that it's repetitive motion yep. and the fact that it's at the velocity that they throw at, makes it worse on your tendons and oh yeah ligaments. i mean that's why too mm-hmm. pitchers mlb pitchers can pitch you know one every five days for starters but then you turn around and you look at um the softball girls yeah and the, with the underhand, underhand motion and it's more natural it's yeah, not it's, as much stress they yeah, can absolutely. pitch like three games in a week yeah and for six innings yeah. and and be perfectly fine and nothing um and no, no, no damage no at damage. all yeah. because of the way it is it's underhand but you know when you start talking about overhand i mean when yeah you just do it at home. When you stand, you don't stand with your hands up above your head, which yeah. is how you throw the ball. Right. You stand. You stand with your hands down by your hips, and yeah. and, and that just shows how unnatural throwing a ball, right? Especially at that speed, is is. So he so he went on to say that you know the motion, the, and he's all look, the elbow, and the, ten, the rotator cuff, the shoulder, it's all connected. So when a guy goes to throw a slider, I mean. He's all do this, and I was doing. You know that it's not that doesn't feel good. You know you're doing the slider motion. He says. So then I asked him, well, what about him hitting? Like there's no effect. He's all once you have that, there's no more damage that you can do to it. It is right. what it is. It, 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 it's yeah. Yeah, and he told me this. He goes, there's no way that a guy can tear his rotator cuff by swinging a bat. You swing a bat. This is what he told me. He said you swing a bat at the most ten. And this is a lot of swings, and in that bat. If you swing the bat 10 times, that's a lot of swings. He's also, you swing the bat an average maybe four times in that bat. You bat three times in a, in a, in a game. It's not very many swings, you know what I mean? Right. And he said, a batter uh, doesn't use, when you swing the bat, you don't use your arms really. It's all about your footwork, your hips, getting your hands through the zone, all that stuff. He broke it down to me so well. He goes, yeah, Otani can definitely play next year. After his surgery, so that was coming from my physical therapist who right. deals with tendons and, and, and ligaments. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it's definitely a whole different thing now. Again, if they see something up with the surgery and maybe he's not recovering the way they thought and progress the way he would like, I'm sure they'll take it back and and send him for you know maybe put him in the DL and just you know let him kind of recover that way. But um, from everything you're reading from other doctors that have performed Tommy John surgery, that it's not a big deal for him to or not uh, not unrealistic for him to be um, batting you know in the middle of june next year and be perfectly healthy with it and being the angels hopefully full-time dh right so i mean that's gonna wrap it i mean that was the biggest news there was nothing really happening with the angels they had some few call-ups you know they called up hermel seal they called up blash um they added a few pitchers to the pitching staff into zawa and yeah no one no big names no none of the names that People were kind of, I guess, hoping for no Thice, no Canning, no none of no. those guys. There's no reason to bring them up now, and 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 you see it with the Toronto Blue Jays. They didn't bring up uh, Vladdy Jr. And that's for the same reason. He's more than capable of being ready. He would probably be. They were saying probably the 
fourth or fifth best um, hitter on the team if he got called up right now. But there's just really no reason yeah. to bring him up now and, and start that service time um, when it's unnecessary. No, no need to bring him up. Same thing with Dice. Like they're saving for next year. Right. Let him let him compete for that first space job in spring training, especially after we find out what's going on with Albert Pujols and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's going to wrap it up for this segment of the show, the news and notes. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back from commercial, we, uh, we're going to have the interview that Dan conducted with Torrey Hunter Jr. Uh, that's right, Torrey Hunter Jr. Uh, spent the last couple of weeks at Inland Empire with the 66ers. He was kind enough to take some time with Daniel and uh, uh, conduct an interview. So we'll be, we'll be right back, and we'll uh, talk to you guys right after the break. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. We are here with one of the newer 66ers, Tory Hunter Jr. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, man. So, when you got the call to move up to the Ellen Empire, uh, where were you or what were you doing? Uh, we had <laughs> actually just lost a, a, a game. We were having a pretty tough stretch in uh, Burlington. And, uh, you know, I was pretty disappointed at the time. Right. You know, we lost, I think, six or seven straight in, in Burlington. So I was pretty upset about that. And uh, uh, we came in, and, and uh, Jack Howell, the manager, called everybody around and, you know, told me that I was getting promoted and everything. Everybody was super excited. Uh, kind of lightened the mood a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome to get that, that call and have everybody there to, to celebrate with me. Now, the season's coming to an end right now. What is something that you feel you have improved throughout the season and something you want to take into the offseason and improve on? Uh, I would say just, like, hitting overall, uh, making better decisions, uh, just trying to get better at some things mechanically. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think that I've, I've kind of uh, tried to hone in on different things, like, you know, making better decisions um, as I've, as the season's progressed, but there's obviously a lot more work to be done. Uh, it's my first full season, first time really playing this much baseball in a really, in a really a long, long time. time yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'll sit back and reevaluate and probably have a more definitive answer, okay. uh, you know, once you get home and, and yeah. sit down and reevaluate the season. Yeah, and I was just about to say that being your first full season of, of baseball, now you come from a physical sport at Notre Dame playing football, but how physically are you feeling right now? You, you, you kind of beat up, you feel fine, you know? How do you feel um, with your body? Um, I mean, definitely you, you start to feel the wear and tear of the season, uh, you know, all the bus rides. And, and well, it's a little things. different wear and tear, say, from yeah. football than yeah, the it's, year. Yeah, it's definitely, I think the more the, of the bus rides and, and, you know, playing every single day, um, I think that there's definitely some, you know, physical wear and tear there, but I don't think it's as much as uh, as it is mentally, right. um, you know, tough on your body. Uh, you know, just the mental, you know, strength that you, you have to have uh, to go about this every day, kind of like Groundhog Day, you know, you yeah. come here, do the same thing over and over again. Uh, you might not be successful at the time. Uh, you know, you're failing seven out of ten times. Right, but then if you do seven out of ten times, you're batting 300, and yeah. it's great. <laughs> and, you're, and you're doing really good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, you're dealing with failure every day. Uh, I think that's the toughest thing. It's like yeah. mentally. I think mentally you get you get kind of uh, – it gets kind of tough toward this time of the, time of the se- season and t- this time of the year. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think I'm more mentally, mentally tired than physical, I would say. 
Now, kind of like I was saying, coming from Notre Dame football um, and deciding to play baseball, what went into that decision to, um, you know, continue your career as baseball compared to football? Um, so my senior year of, of college uh, football, I had a pretty bad concussion against Texas, uh, the first game of the season, and uh, that kind of you know put things put things in perspective. Um, you know that that I probably should consider consider uh, baseball because. Um, you know, after that that head injury, um, I kind of had some like memory loss. There was a period of time where I like didn't remember like what happened after the hit. So I was like, yeah, I don't think I want that to happen again, and I don't want there to be any long term effects because uh, you hear about everything that happens with like the CT and different things like that. So uh, I, I kind of was thinking about longevity and uh, different things like that um, when it came to making that decision. Now, kind of going more to, a little bit more personal to you, um, how do you balance, um, you know, the the being here but also being away from your family for a, a stretch of time? Um, yeah, it's it's definitely tough. Uh, you you learn to, to uh, adjust and uh, you know try to make time for my family uh, in the mornings. So, you know, I'll wake up and try to take care of my son. And, and uh, now you do. <laughs> Well, well, I'll wake up and, you know, try to hang out with him in the mornings um, with my wife as well. And then at night uh, when the baby's asleep, you know, me and my wife will try to stay up and, like, watch a movie or, like, try to talk or something before before she goes to bed. It's tough, kind of tough for me to come home and go straight to sleep depending on, you know, how the day went. You know, your adrenaline's still pumping a little bit from the game. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just try, you just try to fit in family time, uh, you know, whenever you can, whenever you're away from the field. And, um, you know, just try to make the best of it and adjust. Now, you know, obviously your name be Tory Hunter Jr., your father, Tory Hunter. At what point in your, you know, life did you realize that my dad doesn't necessarily have the unusual, eight, you know, nine-to-five kind of job? Uh, I think it was pretty early on, you know. You, you see, you don't really get to see your dad uh, as much. I, I, I didn't stay, get to stay with him wherever he played. We, we were based in Texas. Right. Uh, so, you know, just not, not seeing him for, you know, eight months out of the year, uh, uh, seven, eight months out of the year, you realize, like, hey, he's, he's out there, you know, actually working and, and doing something for, for the family. Early on, you kind of, like, try to figure out why he was gone right. all the time. But then as you get older, you understand, like, I've seen him on TV yeah, and stuff like that. You start, you start understanding, like, you know, he's doing this, you know, for me and for all of his family. Uh, just working to, to give us a, a better life and different things like that. So you understand why he wasn't there and uh, why he was doing what he was doing. Right. So baseball players are kind of known for their superstitions and anything. Do you have one? Do you have maybe before a game, during a game, do you have any superstition? Uh, I'm just not really big on, like, superstitions, but you do kind of have a routine, like, as far as, uh, you know, when I get in the box, I uh, to make sure I tap the plate and uh, say dominate. So I'll try to make that the last thing I, I think about, you know, before before the pitch comes is, is to dominate. Not, not anything negative. You want it to be as positive as, as possible. Try to get some positive self-talk in there. So uh, I think that's one thing that I, I try to do. I, I clean out the box before I step in, uh, you know, wipe away everything that, that was there before and, and then dominate right before uh, I put the bat up and, and get ready to hit. Now, uh, like you're kind of saying, with the long bus rides or, you know, even um, road trips, stuff like that, what do you use to pass the time? Are you a music guy? Do you watch movies? Do you read a book? Like, what do you do to, we need to pass time, what do you do? Uh, a little bit of everything, man. You know, text, uh, text my fam. Uh, I'll, you know, listen to music, watch, watch videos, watch video games. Uh, on Twitch, different things like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's pretty big right now. I watch... Uh, you know, video games on Twitch. Uh, so are you an Xbox or PlayStation guy? I'm an Xbox guy. Okay. You know? There's Shooter a lot of games, basketball games, like sports games, uh, what, do you, what do you got? I dabble, like, on pretty much everything, like okay. basketball. I, really, I haven't really played a lot of Madden lately. I, okay. I don't know. I haven't been a fan of the last couple, but... <laughs> uh, I play, you know, 2K, are you, are you, Call of Duty. We, we talked to Brandon Marsh earlier this year. He was a big Fortnite guy. Are you uh, in, are you into that craze kind of deal, or, or are you kind of just... I mean, I, I'll i play. I will play Fortnite, uh, to be honest, but I'm not that good. Yeah. And I'm just now trying to learn how to 
how to build and everything <laughs> like that. I can I can do the shooting. Like, right. I, yeah. Anybody can shoot. I can do like I play Call of Duty. Yeah. You know, PUBG, different things like the player I know, Battleground. Mm-hmm. I play oh, yeah. I play games like that, you know. But uh, Fortnite, the building aspect is, is what kills me, man. Right. Because once you start shooting at them, they, you know, they're, 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 <laughs> then I'm you done. can't do nothing. Yeah, then I'm done. I don't know how to play after that. So I'm, I'm trying to learn. I, I got my brother trying to teach me right now. And, uh, we'll see how that goes. You can, uh, you can call me back for an update later. Yeah, there you go. We'll hit you up and see how's that Fortnite game coming along. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, that's going to be it for us. And uh, thank you for taking time out before uh, the game here on a uh, Sunday afternoon. But a uh, pleasure talking to you. Uh, you too, man. Have a good one. This is Brandon Marsh for Los Angeles Angels and 66ers Baseball. You listen to All Angels Podcast. We are back, and we want to thank Tory Hunter Jr. To, for taking the time out and talking with us, man. Good little in-depth interview there. Talk about a little bit of his personal life and, and kind of his transition into baseball from right. you know playing Notre Dame football. You know, our, yeah, big, big, I mean, Division One, yeah. huge Division One football player. My D1. favorite college yeah. football team, just so you guys know. Shout oh. out Jason. Yeah. <laughs> but uh cool guy man seems like a really laid back kind of dude um yeah I got very to, soft-spoken yeah very soft-spoken i got to meet him last thursday over there at the sixers and he was real nice so um we'll see where he ends up at the beginning of next season my just rough estimation is that he'll probably start in an empire yeah, and kind of move I, his way I, up. yeah because like you said he yeah. only was only brought up for maybe like a few couple weeks. weeks so yeah. um there's a good chance i would say him he would definitely <clears> be one of the outfielders maybe brandon marsh for um, a week or Real two. Real short time. A week but or two. And then, probably expect Jordan yeah. Adams and Jeremiah Jackson. Maybe. Those well, guys are so really young. Yeah, I, so. don't, I, don't, I think they're going to do the same thing they did with with Joe and Brandon last year. Where yeah. They probably to that second month of the season to bring mm-hmm. them up. So um, I can see that correlating with like the Brandon move. Like, okay, Brandon starts at AAA or double or single A. And then when he gets promoted to double A, okay, now you bring up the, the kids from the yeah. previous year. Like kind of like when one leaves, uh, the, that yeah. will open the door up for uh, the, the, the next the next flock of young talent right. that and the Angels have. And next year, you know, Joe will probably be in Triple A. And right. uh, I mean, he might be one of those guys that, you know, might be called up later in the season. Who knows? Uh, Andrews play a big yeah. part as, as, as Angel as we fans all know. know. Yeah. But the, exactly. the Angels farm system looks just great now. And I can't wait to see some of these guys, especially a guy like Torrey Hunter Jr., they're so athletic. Yes. <laughs> so, but he's got time to develop. Um, so moving on, our next segment of the show. Uh, Dan, want to take over here with the poll question? Yeah, so every uh, week, every Monday, we have a uh, poll question on our Twitter feed at Halo underscore Haven. Um, It could be something about the team, something about um, what's going on in baseball in general, just a general question out there to have uh, people vote and kind of start talking about it. Um, So this week, we put out the question uh, Monday, which was the day after Otani's um, start. Um, after Otani started on Sunday, should he continue to pitch this season? Again, this is before the, the Tommy John news and everything like that. Um, 69% of people said yes, and 31% people said no. So I'm one of the guys that said, yes, you need him to pitch now because you need to see if that arm was going to hold up, which it ultimately didn't. But it's better to get that information now at the end of this season than at the beginning of next season because then if this happens at the beginning of next season – He's not doing anything. He's not DHing. He's not pitching at all at yeah. 19. So, yeah, I was. I'm with you on that because it makes 100 percent sense. Like, I was a tweet by Fletcher, Jeff Fletcher, who said, even if we, we even if we had the Thomas John surgery a month ago, he'd be out to 2020. Even if he had the surgery two weeks ago, he'd be out to 2020. When he has the surgery a month from now, he'll be out to 2020 pitching wise. So, let's why not figure it out, see what happens. Otherwise, it's a big question mark, and we don't know what we're going to do. So, at least now, during the offseason, he has time to recuperate. You have October, November, December, January, and February before we start hitting spring training where he right. has and the surgery. You, and, and, he, he, and even if he doesn't do a whole lot during spring training, I mean, we kind of saw how that went with for him this year. I mean, you couldn't have a worse spring training. I was horrible. And, and come back and do what he did. So... Um, him maybe taking very limited reps at uh, at hitting during spring training can very easily be the fact can be what they're going to do and, and it makes sense. But um, I saw a lot of people talking about why they put him out there, why not let it heal more. Well, it was healed as all it was going to heal. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't going to get any better. I mean, you cannot. It was a tear, so you can't. There's no magic dust to make the tear seam itself up. Yeah. Uh, all they were doing with it with the injections is make the 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 
rest of the ligament that's there stronger and make the muscles around it stronger so maybe it, it gets more steady but the small tear that was there you can't you can't get rid of it until surgery so um it was all to where it, it was it was as, as healed as it was going to get yeah it was, so if it didn't happen now it's going to happen it, eventually it was going to happen eventually regardless if you gave them another two months to heal before you start throwing so um timing's everything and the timing the fact that they got the timing right in this situation and now they're able to possibly get him surgery at the end of this year and him be able to DH all of next year is, is definitely a plus for the angels. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny people the next day after the Otani news, bro, what is wrong with social? Why do you put him in another pitch? I guarantee you 100% social had no say whether yeah. Otani was going to pitch today, right. tomorrow, next week or dude, anything Otani comes from the top and it comes from probably right. from Otani mm. to begin with. And he, the yeah. whole reason Otani signed with the Angels is because they were going to give him a chance to well, pitch and, and hit. And don't forget, too, that, like you said, his the investment in him is very limited. So yeah. the Angels are giving him more leeway to yeah. where, hey, you want to do this? Okay, cool. We'll, we'll let you do this. But um, if it was the other way around and he waited those two years to come out and he had this super big contract, yeah, it might be a little different. The Angels might force them to do one thing over the other, but... Since the investment is so small and the Otani kind of trusted him with it, um, you kind of have to let him do what he wants as far as if he wants to pitch, if he wants to hit, if he wants to do both, which right now, like we said earlier, Otani wants to do both and, and continue being a two-way player when he recovers from Tommy John if he gets it in 2020. Guys, looking at it right now, Otani, or we're paying Pujols more this season than Otani's six-year contract that he has with us. Right. right no, nope, you're absolutely right. Like, by a lot, too. We're paying Pujols probably, like, a good $20 million more than what Otani could possibly get, even if he goes into arbitration after three years. Um, yeah, it's – guys, the investment is really low. All right, so that was it. The poll question, as always, look for it every Monday on our Twitter at Halo underscore Haven. Uh, let's move into our uh, – Email question it wasn't too many. We already read one from uh, Duncan. Thank you, Duncan, for uh, always sending in uh, emails. This one comes to us from Derek Trainer. He says, "What are your guys' honest opinions on Taylor Ward after seeing him play for a good month now? And am I the only one who sees a promising bullpen for the future with Anderson, Buttry, and Middleton?" Um, to answer your first question, I think Taylor Ward. I think more than anything, I mean, he's been struggling at the plate. You know, he has days where he'll, you know, he'll get a home run here or a hit here and there. But I think more than anything, and, and you know this, Dan, we've text back and forth about this. Is I just don't see him as a third baseman, everyday third baseman. Man, he lacks that defensive yeah, third baseman presence. You kind of hope maybe it's something he can learn. But again, this is his first full year playing third base ever. Um, yeah. He's a converted catcher, so you hope maybe in next year. And in the off season, you can um, see kind of more fluidness. You would like more fluidness out mm-hmm. of him. Lateral quickness needs to kind of be stepped up a little bit. But um, you know, he's batting two eleven right now. Coming into today's game, um, you know, a few home runs, uh, kind of what you expected from the kid. You know, it'd be interesting to see what they do with him next year. If he is maybe a trade chip, maybe he competes, but maybe he starts the season out in AAA once you get Cozart back because now you. Without any moves, you have a Cozart, you have Fletcher, and you have Ward all can play third base. Right. Um, so, again, you have, like, kind of two positions or, yeah, two second and third with three guys. So, there's going to be an odd man out. He could very easily be that odd man out next year and be in AAA and, and kind of wait until either, A, someone gets injured or maybe gets dealt. I don't know. But um, he's an okay. I wouldn't say he's anything well, yeah. special. He, to me – and I'm going to catch heat for this, too. I don't see Ward and, and Fletcher being guys in our everyday lineup. If no, you, Fletcher, if you want to be think... Major League Baseball, if you want to be World Series contenders, I, I, a guy yeah, like Ward and Fletcher, to me, aren't guys you have in your I lineup think, every day. I think – Sorry. It, yeah, I think a lot of it – or Fletcher, I think, will be on the team next oh, year yeah, no definitely. matter what. A utility guy. Right. Yeah. Ward, on the other hand, I don't I don't feel confident with it because no, he, he can be in AAA or he can get dealt. I don't think they'll deal – Fletcher because no, they he's like, valuable in that way. He's, yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, we'll see how it goes, but definitely I would think uh, Fletcher is definitely more likely to be there long term. Again, none of these guys, neither one of them, I think, are going to be full time starters mm-hmm. um, unless there's some kind of injury or, or something like that. But um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it, it's definitely going to be interesting coming down the road. 
Um, as far as bullpen, as he said too, um, yeah, I mean that was the whole point is what when they got um, traded Kinsler, they got some young arms, but just about ready to mm. come up, and they have. Um, you know, it, it sucks that you won't. I don't believe we'll have uh, Key next year, at least not until the end of next year if he does. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, you have some young arms there that you can build from, but bullpens are so tricky, so tricky. They can be hot one minute and then and then cold the next. So I think um, if they were able to pick up a guy here and there, and I think with the you know returns of a few guys, uh, you know, maybe like having Shoemaker back. Uh, allows a guy like Pena to come into the back bullpen, end of that yeah. bullpen. Yeah, I mean, you know? and kind of like what we were talking about earlier with Otani going down and the bull and the starting rotation. Um, don't forget, you have a couple guys coming off of Tommy John next year, so you have a Alex Meyer, you have a JC Ramirez on top Absolutely, of yeah. on, on top of Skaggs, mm-hmm. Haney, um, Berea. Um, if you want to throw Canning in there to compete for maybe for that fist spot, get some young talent. That's six guys right there. Um, you know, the likelihood of Angels going out and getting another quality starting pitcher is very high. So that's seven guys right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the rotation's in a good spot. If you can get the good rotation in a good spot, you can put, like you said, a Pena in the bullpen. Um, can give you high, you know, two, three innings when needed. And that's only going to improve the depth of, of the bullpen going into next year. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, last email question comes from Lamar Washington. He says, serious question. What do you guys think Shohei's numbers would have would be had he hit and played DH all season long? Man, just from now, he's got 19 home runs now yeah, with some, the home run he hit yeah. today. Yeah, he's got 19 home runs. So you figure at the beginning from April till June 6th when he stopped pitching full-time because of the injury, he was batting three days, maybe four days out of the week. So... I would definitely see him being right now if he had continued to bat the way he's batting, definitely being a 30 home run guy because he's at 19 already. Yeah, I was thinking anywhere between 30, 35, and, yeah. and like, you know, 100. And, well, I guess it depends on where he's batting in the lineup if he's yeah. in front or behind Trout. But, um, you know, because if he's behind Trout and Trout's getting on base all the time, he'll probably his RBI numbers would be higher. Absolutely. So, you but, know, you're looking 30 to 100. Yeah, like thirty hundred easy, maybe yeah. closer to thirty. If it's a really good year, thirty five to like one twenty, maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, definitely a thirty home run guy, though. You can oh, definitely sure. see it now. Yeah, um, he has. He's just been able to, you know, um, adjust from spring training and just has just taken over um, offensively for a DH spot that has not produced. Yeah, you know, since Albert has been there, unfortunately. But um, yeah, if he if he if he DHs somewhat you know 90 percent of DHing next year or 85 percent DHing next year um yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see him you know 30 home runs you know 100 rbi kind of guy and then don't forget the dude can steal bases he can be a 20 stolen base guy too if, if they really wanted him to be that guy yeah so here's a question i'll throw out to you is he rookie of the year just off his offensive numbers offensively i don't think offensively no because it's kind of like with the with the MVP, like you can have a DH having great, great offensive numbers, but it's really hard for the DH to get uh, MVP because he doesn't play offensive position. The thing that's going to differentiate himself from the other um, rookie of the year candidates is, would have been his pitching. Right. Um, I think he has enough pitching, just the fact how good he was early on before the injury. Yeah. I think he has enough of that kind of a resume to win the the rookie of the year. I don't know if he will. Because it's kind of like, well, what's happening? Like it, it, people kind of forget what happened in the beginning of the year because the season's so long, right? Um, but offensively, by himself, by itself, I don't think he would be. I don't think he'll win. But if the writers are smart and they're able to look and say, oh wow, look at his you know pitching numbers before the injury and look what he's still doing now, yeah, after the injury, hopefully they'll be able to realize, oh, this he's wow, he's really good. Hopefully, um, that'll be enough to get him rookie of the year. But definitely, I would definitely say he'll be top three easy. Yeah, and man. hopefully, hopefully he gets it. Hopefully, we'll uh, see with how, what he finishes. I mean, right now, he's, right, the fact that he's playing the rest of the year, yeah, offensively, pad those numbers up. Right, maybe he yeah. finishes with another. I mean, we have what three weeks left in the Let's season. Say four more home runs. Yeah, four or five more home runs. Maybe another it's, ten RBIs. Just you know, ten fifteen RBIs easy. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting. It's definitely going to make the conversation coming towards the end of the year. Um, I One, mean, he can almost finish with 25 home runs if he hits, like, five more home runs. Right. I mean, That's and, crazy. And, 
I mean, from the from the game on at Texas to the one today, I mean, that's three home runs. He hit three home runs alone in the Texas series. He hit one today yeah. as we record. So that's four within the last, you know, four days. So let's say four in three weeks, that's 24. Five in, in three weeks, mm-hmm. that's 25 home runs. Yeah. 65 RBIs batting about 280. Yeah, and if, you, and if you throw on the strikeouts and, and what he does pitching-wise, I don't see how you don't give it to him. But I just like I said, I don't know if – him pitching at the beginning of the year is going to have the same impact where if he would have been – say he was injured at the beginning of the year and now he's pitching – he's coming back and now he's pitching now and hitting now, it being the big thing would help him a lot more than if he – you know, yeah. at the beginning of the year. But hopefully we'll see what happens. Hopefully the Angels can get another rookie of the year um, on on their roster. Yeah, it's, that'd be freaking – that'd be a little bright spot for us there. But considering that – what you know, the season the, is. Well, yeah, the season is, and, you know, the injury to Trout kind of took him out of uh, MVP, MVP contention. Because, yeah. you know, he was probably the best player in baseball until he got hurt and then went on his Right, yeah. And now you have Mookie, people like Mookie yeah. Betts. And he missed, like, off. Yeah. almost a month. So, uh, but whatever. You take what you can. Grains of salt here and there. And, you right. know, you, little bright spots for the season, but. Anyway, man, that's that's pretty much all we got. Unless you got anything else, Daniel? No, that's going to be it. But again, uh, follow us on Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and if you have a comment or question you want to send to us for us to read over uh, the podcast, make sure you email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, again, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, make sure you give us a follow. And I want to say thanks to all our Instagram people. We did uh, hit the 6,500 mark. Yeah. Uh, follower wise so again we're just trying to grow trying to get bigger uh, spread the word tell your friends tell your neighbors you know leave stickers on people's cars we don't really care uh, but spread the word and, and and thanks for getting our name out there absolutely man uh without you guys we we kind of would wouldn't be doing this because you know we were talking to ourselves yeah we just we'd be boring after a while yeah we'd be doing this without answering any emails or anything or or you know i know Today we we're we're not at our normal studios we're at Casa de Garcia today but you know usually when we're you know, in studio, we try to go live on Instagram, and you guys are on there asking questions too. So we appreciate all that stuff, and we appreciate everyone who listens to us. Who you know, maybe that doesn't have Instagram, but they they're on Halo Haven through Facebook. I know we kind of interact with a lot of people on there too. So um, thank you guys, everybody, and then continue to listen to the podcast. Follow us on iTunes podcast. If you guys are on Spreaker, if you have your phone, and you want to listen to it on your phone. We're on Apple and we're on iTunes or uh, Google. So. Follow, subscribe, leave us a rating, comment. We like to hear it. Yeah, we like review. to hear it all. Yeah, let us know what's going on, what yep. you like, what you don't like, and, and we can just, uh, figure it out from there and get better. Cool. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.